Thank you for joining me on episode four of the Unique on Purpose podcast, helping you find victory in how God has uniquely created you. I am Rachel Gentleman, your hostess without the mostest, just a regular gal trying to help people know that they are called to be victors in Christ Jesus. And no matter if you are married or single, I hope you enjoy our conversation today about the value of singleness with Pam Austin. Welcome to the podcast of Unique on Purpose, helping you find victory in how God has uniquely created you. And I'm really excited because my guest today is Pam Austin. And Pam, we're going to be talking today about the uniqueness of singleness. I didn't rhyme that on purpose. That just kind of came out that way. But... The fact that you are a missionary, and we'll get into that, and we'll get into um, you being single and the challenges and the benefits of that, but that is very unique in what you do as somebody that works in full-time ministry. But before we start, Pam, can you just give me, just who is Pam? Who are you? (laughs) Who am I? That's a good question. (laughs) That's a good question. I am a single pastor missionary. I've been serving in missions for um, almost 10 years now and uh, started my pastoring career about five years ago in Tanzania. And it's been just an amazing time of growth through that. Um, Before that, I had just worked regular jobs, doing customer service, different places, always volunteering at church, but never being paid, never, never made that full-time career until God said, it's time. It's time to go. Well, okay. So then what's your Jesus story? Did you grow up in church? You know, I am a church bus kid. So our church, yes, our church back then had a church bus and one of my friends had invited me to come for an Awana program. Uh, It was one of those, you get get an award if you bring a friend and she brought me, got her award. And then the the Sunday school teacher or the Iwana teacher just reached out to my family and said, hey, can we can we send a bus to come start picking her up? And that's where my journey started. They picked me up so faithfully every Wednesday. And then it became Wednesdays and Sundays and they'd pick up my siblings and um, they really poured into our family in such a beautiful way. That is, I want to um, cry right now. All that's beautiful. <laughs> and so so you ministered to your family. So then your your siblings then gave their heart to the Lord as well? They did. Yeah. Through the church. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they did. Um, not all serving at this point, but, okay. um, yeah, they did give their hearts at that time. And now my mom actually goes to this church, okay. um, which is really exciting. None of the rest of us go because <laughs> we're all in different <laughs> places and move different ways, different places in the world. And my, but my mom does go faithfully every Sunday. That's her home church now. So. And so was that the church that you were serving in when you felt God called you to missions? No. Oh, there's a whole long journey past that. <laughs> that. Um, I went away to college. I did um, Calvin College, so I did a Christian school. And then I came back to Cadillac, Michigan, which is where I know where the, my area where I grew up in and worked there for a while. And then I moved to Holland, Michigan, eventually. Um, and it was while I was in Holland, Michigan. Um, it was actually in my 30s, uh, mid 30s, when God said, hey, I got a change for you. I got something else for you. Okay. And uh, started laying on my heart, the heart to go to missions. Um, I had gone on a short term trip to Haiti and it was at probably about a year after that, that God said, okay, I've, I've got plans for you. You've been working to get your life ready. Now we can, can move forward. So, yeah. and then what led to Tanzania? Cause you've just spent quite a few years here in Tanzania. Yeah. Now you're yeah. back in the States. What, what led to Tanzania? That started, let's see, I, I did my first term actually was stateside. I remember telling God I'll go anywhere. And he sent me to Springfield, Missouri. And I was like, oh, that's like right in the middle of the United States. Like, you know, here I am picturing, I'm going to go save the world. And I'm starting in, in there, but that's where the center for parts of the assemblies of God is. So I, I served there with healthcare ministries for three years, learned 
so, so much about the assemblies of God, about myself. And then during my beginning of my third year there, that God started placing Tanzania on my heart. And it was a very interesting, like probably 10 days of Tanzania just kept popping up Mm. in different things. I'd got an email, I'd have a book. It was written in a book. I had done a 5k and it was written on the shirt run for Tanzania. And I thought, what is this? Like, (laughs) you know, I've never really thought about Tanzania before. And here it's popping up like five times in 10 days. And so I spent some time, um, I did prayer and fast for three days. And uh, during that time, God just confirmed that's where you're going next. Okay, so. So, so those that are listening and have never heard of the Assemblies of God, the Assemblies of God is an organization, a fellowship. It is the largest missions sending organization in the world. So it sends out more missionaries than any other organization. And that's really kind of where the heart of the Assemblies of God mm-hmm. started was missions. Yeah. So you got involved in the Assemblies of God, healthcare, and now you feel that call to Tanzania. And you just got back. You just mm-hmm. spent, what, five years Five there? years. Has it been that long? Okay, because yeah. we yeah. had lunch quite a few years ago. Okay. And tell me what all you did in Tanzania. Um, I served at an international church in, um, so when people think Africa, they tend to think villages and, um, you know, wild animals actually lived in a city called Dar Salaam, Tanzania. The city itself is over 6 million people. And the only city actually larger in the United States is New York. So it's a lot of people crammed into a small space, lots of buildings, not the best layout and infrastructure, but just a lot of busyness, which I I love. I love being in a big city myself. And so I got placed into serving at an international church there in Dar es Salaam. It's called the Ocean Church. And at that point, they had been around for, I think, seven or eight years at that point. And they were running about 250, growing to 300 or 400. And then our lead pastor came in about a year before me really kind of grew that population up at the church. And then I joined the staff and we were probably getting close to about 400 at that point. Now runs close to 900 Mm -hmm. pre-COVID. Of course, post-COVID, it's been a little challenging getting everybody back. Um, So I've served in many roles. My role when I started, in fact, that's how you and I connected. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to serve with children's ministry and you were serving in children's ministry. And so we connected to talk about what does that look like? Because I hadn't been a children's pastor before. Mm -hmm. And then from there, um, the second term, my missionaries had head back to the U.S. to fundraise. And so I wasn't the lead pastor, but I filled in for a lot of lead pastor roles during that season, um, Mm -hmm. discipleship, outreach, um, oh gosh, everything that you can think of that that happens in a big church. I think I've done it all at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And during COVID, I learned video editing. Yeah, it's kind of that pressure cooker. It really is. (laughs) So did you come back because of COVID or because your time was up? Uh, Because my time was up. So I did um, stay until December this year. Um, and then I came back as my end of my term, and now it's time for me to fundraise to be able to go back. Now, so. you're not going back to Tanzania. I'm, I'm not going back to Tanzania. I'll still be in East Africa, thankfully. Um, but about a year ago, God started this stirring in my heart that there was a change coming. And I didn't want to change to come. I really loved my time in Tanzania. I loved being my pastor at the Ocean Church. I loved what I did there. Mm-hmm. But God... He always knows better. And so I can't help but say yes. And so um, last, it would have been last February, friends of mine who were serving in Tanzania and their work permit, they were having work permit issues. And so they went to um, look at idea of maybe um, joining the team in Uganda or starting a new team in Burundi. And when they got to Burundi and met the, the general superintendent there of the Burundi Assemblies of God, they just knew that's where they belonged. Mm-hmm. And when they told me, that's when God said, all right, that's where you're going. You're going to join their team. So 
Okay. It's an exciting time. And have you been there yet? I have not. We were hoping, okay. but of course with COVID, yeah. um, all of that got put on hold. Now, so you're going to go back when you're thinking about the beginning of 2022 is when you're hoping to get back there. Yes. Once you get all yep, your funds raised and everything. Yeah, and everything then by that point. For those who are listening, I, I will give you some information if you're interested in helping Pam get back over to Africa. But I, I want to dive into this idea of being in full time ministry and being single mm-hmm. because it's not something that you see often. And I'm and I'm talking generalities here because in the Assemblies of God, I've noticed there are quite a few single missionaries and you're seeing more women go over. So it's not Mm -hmm. just, you know, the Amy Carmichael's of the early 19th century, but really there's a lot of women heading on out to the mission field single. And I just have to ask that big question. As someone who myself has worked in full-time ministry, how do you do it? I mean, I know that's a broad (laughs) question, but I just, for me, I could not imagine Mm -hmm. doing full-time ministry single because mm-hmm. I depended so much on my husband, not only helping me in us working together, but also just to have that sounding board of mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. This happened today. And so I come home and he's, well, he's my best friend and he's the person that I talk to. And I couldn't imagine not having that. Mm-hmm. So tell me, tell yeah. me for you, what is that like? The uniqueness of singleness in ministry? Yeah, there's definitely um, pros and cons. There's things just like anything in life, you know, mm-hmm. and you could say that probably about being married and, right. and being a mom and all of those things of pros. They're beautiful blessings and there's also challenges. And mm-hmm. um, I think one of the unique things with singles is that what you mentioned, you just don't have that person that you fall back on. Yeah. That one person that you can always depend to always be there. Most of the time I do. OK, I can find friends. I can find and make connections probably my season coming back from Tanzania was the most challenging where I've, I've ever actually felt, wow, it would have been great to have somebody go through this with me because I was, you know, there's, there's the culture shock aspect. There's the transition, just leaving a place that I dearly loved, um, coming back into quarantine for two weeks. So then you're alone, which is even harder, you know, trying to process all of this stuff by yourself with nobody there with you. But there's also great blessings as well, being single that, um, I make my own decisions I, I can make my schedule when I want, you know, like when you're, you're married or have children, there's certain times you have to be home yes. and there's certain times, you your know, that work best. Right. Yeah. Whereas I can like, if I want to sleep in one day, take the morning off and then go work in the afternoon and evening, which I did several times, you know, that I could balance those things out because there was nobody else waiting for me at home going, where mm-hmm. are you? So they're definitely yeah pros and cons for, for that lifestyle. Now, um, was that a shock to the Tanzanian people that here's this single woman coming over to minister to us to to share about Jesus. Um, because I know that I've been to other countries where I, I just went on a short-term missions trip and they would straight out ask me, why are you here? Because you don't leave your husband in, in their culture. You don't mm-hmm. leave your husband. You don't go anywhere without um, a man with you. So was, was there some pressure there from the Tanzanian people of, why aren't you married? Why are you by yourself? And hey, here's this gentleman over here who's single. You know, where's that? Was that there? Uh, definitely the question, like, where's your husband? Yeah. Did did your husband come with you? Well, I, I don't have a husband. <laughs> Why don't you have a husband? They don't understand that. There's a generational thing happening in Tanzania right now where like that generation probably in their 20s, maybe early 30s is starting to be, the women are starting to be more independent. Okay. And of course, 
the the rest of the culture is like, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah. Your goal should be to be married and to yeah. have children so that mm-hmm. we can have grandchildren. And yeah. And so. I mean, that's the, my goal for my kids. <laughs> I want grandbabies. Yeah. So obviously exactly. you're going to get married. And, and there it's even bigger social pressure that, okay. you know, that women get married and have children and and there's this they're trying to break that barrier and so in some ways I see they see somebody like me coming in and they're like oh I never really thought about that somebody could be single and happy Mm. and serving Jesus and doing these things Um, it's one of the things I loved working with our young adults and just allowing those women to understand young ladies to be like you can focus on your career for a while. Yeah. You can focus and, on. And it's not a feminist thing. Mm-mm. It's more just what has God called you to do? Mm-hmm. Because I think in our in in the American culture and even cultures around the world, we have this perception of putting everybody in a box. We put men in a box. We put women in a box. And to say, no, wait, what has God called you to yes. do as an individual? Definitely. You were created unique on mm-hmm. purpose. So what is your uniqueness that God is going to use to mm-hmm. lead more people to Jesus? Yeah. And and I think, too, we push marriage because people love being married mm-hmm. and it's just a natural progression. So when you're younger and you're in your early mid twenties, people are asking, well, when are you getting married? Mm-hmm. Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? Yeah. Because it's just the natural progression. It's the same mm-hmm. thing when you get married. I remember when my husband and I first got married, the first question was when are you having kids? Yep. And I'm like, no, I don't want kids right now. But that is just the nat. That's a natural question yes. that you ask. When are the kids coming? So tell me what are the challenges yourself? I know we talked a little bit about, okay, you don't have that person to go home to, mm-hmm. but what are some challenges that you face being a single person on the mission field? Yeah, being single on the mission field. Um, there's definitely boundaries that teams put in place, maybe your missionary leaders or the church in general, like the Tanzanian Assemblies of God. They don't always see because they see I'm a single female. They think, I'm just some young kid. I'm not. I'm 48 years old. (laughs) So I'm definitely not some young kid anymore who's just here for a couple of years. This is my life. This is my calling. And I don't want to just be sat off to the side and considered, you know, oh, if we have a a gap here in children's ministry, if we have a gap here in women's ministry, but I have. I have other things I can bring. And sometimes that gets overlooked because I'm, I'm single and I'm a female. You know, when you, when you're married, sometimes you have your husband to champion you. Right. And so that makes it a little more challenging. Another thing that Mm -hmm. I've noticed is that um, there are some women that are strong leaders, but yes, they've had Mm -hmm. that husband beside them. And I'm not saying that it it wasn't difficult and that Mm -hmm. they rode on their husband's coattails. That's not what I'm, I'm saying at all, but yeah, they have that. Somebody who sees their potential. Somebody who sees that they're gifted Mm -hmm. and wants, to help them mm-hmm. and they work together for that but as a single female you don't you have don't no i was very blessed that the the team that i worked with in tanzania our lead pastors were um, jimmy and priscilla abrams and and pastor jimmy was very he, he didn't hesitate to put me in leadership roles he didn't hesitate to promote me as pastor pam as an authority figure at the church mm-hmm. that was a great blessing for me as a single because i didn't have a husband there to do that for mm-hmm. me okay. and so he you know, he would say, well, if that's what Pastor Pam has said, she is a pastor. Mm-hmm. We're going to to listen to that or we're going to allow her these opportunities. Very blessed because that that also allowed us to pull in more women. Mm. And so I had a lot of women. I was young women. I was able to disciple mm-hmm. over the past five years, which was such a beautiful thing to see. Like now, now that I am gone, Pastor Jimmy actually is back in the United States as well. And we've handed the church over to national pastors who were raised up out of our church. Mm-hmm. One is a uh, male, but two of them are female. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just exciting to see 
like women seeing their potential and their possibilities and their opportunities. And had I not been there, would they have been able to see that, Mm -hmm. you know, not saying I was, I was the goal and the standard, but just to, to be somebody they could look at and go, oh, there's an actual possibility. Like if God is saying, Mm -hmm. I want you to preach Mm -hmm. and you've seen a female preach, then you think, okay, now women can preach. But if you've never seen a female preach before, you may think, oh, I can only talk to children or women's ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really exciting to watch that continue to grow. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've got some really amazing um, leaders right now that are growing as females. So here's a question that I have I want you to speak to. You have one side of the pendulum that says you should be married um, when you serve and it's all about being married and that's the goal. And then you have people that swing on the other side. And I see this especially with men and I don't I don't know why, but that say, nope, Paul said it's better to be single. So I'm not getting married at all. And all I could think is, but what if God tells you to be married? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what if, what if God puts that woman right. in your life? Are you going to tell God no? Mm-hmm. And so where do you think that comes from? It's just like, is this really strong stance of no, Paul said it's better not to be married. Where, Like why do they dig their heels in the ground on that? What yeah. do you think? That's a that's a good question. I don't know if that's fear, <laughs> maybe okay. fear of making the wrong choice or mm. fear of being distracted from their ministry or, okay. or you know, it could be just, and I, I can't speak to their heart, but maybe there's something inside them that's like, I want to show that I'm, I'm giving it all. And then okay. that could be a sacrifice that I think that they're making. Yeah. It, it's interesting to look through that and to think through that because for me, I'm very content in my singleness, mm-hmm. but I'm also not against meeting somebody. Like if God right. were to bring somebody in and it would really have to be God saying, okay, this person, because of my lifestyle, where am I going to meet somebody <laughs> who's willing to move to Burundi with me, who's willing right. to give up four years and do this term and then go back. And I mean, this is a lifetime calling, but each term is a four year term and to live four years overseas they have to have a calling on their heart. Um, mm-hmm. I can't just marry just anybody that right. I might be, that might be a good fit. Mm-hmm. They have to be the right fit for, right. for that. And it's challenging. I've seen people get married who, who have left the mission field because they've married somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that was what God was calling for them at the time. Like, but I know for me, God has called me here. So I have to be very careful to not let myself be pulled if I were to meet somebody mm-hmm. um, that might pull me away from what God has called me to do. Now, if you could give, if there's single women or even single men out there right now, what advice would you would you give to the singles? Because there is that pressure, especially in the mm-hmm. Christian realm of that is just the natural progression of life yeah. and you need to get married. And a lot of them maybe aren't. Uh, content, like you said, mm-hmm. being unique in their singleness. So what advice would you give to yeah. those people? And that's hard because I see a lot of that. And I've talked a okay. lot to our single ladies in um, Tanzania who who maybe want to pursue this, but feel this, I've got to meet somebody, I've got to meet somebody. And, it, and what I tell them first, you've got to, you've got to chase Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you're not chasing Jesus, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be discontent. Yeah. And if you're discontent, you're going to try to find that relationship somewhere else. Yes. And so you've got to put that relationship first. Mm-hmm. And it's not wrong to want to meet somebody. Right. But, you know, I I, I often quote um, Paul when he says, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. Because that verse is used for so many inappropriate things. <laughs> but it, but it's so true in this moment. He has taught me how to 
like Christ has taught me how to be content. I can be content because I'm still with him. I never would have thought to use that verse Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, God, you can use me in my singleness Mm -hmm. because of Christ who strengthens me. I never, it's really about whatever season you're in. Mm -hmm. I, I can be content because Jesus is with me. Christ fills me because I have the Holy spirit in me teaching young women to find their value. I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the big challenges is they don't feel like they are worth anything unless they are dating or married. Oh, that's good. And so we talk a lot about who you are in Christ, who Christ has created you to be. And if you can really understand who you are Mm -hmm. and how beautiful God has made you, because each one of us is a special creation Mm -hmm. that if you can really grasp that, I think you can learn how to be content and wait for that right person to come along. Yeah, because if you don't have your identity in Christ Mm -hmm. settled, not just in your mind, but in your heart, because I can memorize scripture all day long, but Mm -hmm. if I don't really truly know in my heart my identity in Christ, what makes you think that when you marry that person, you're going to know your identity? Mm -hmm. You're you're not. You have to have that as a single person, really. Yeah, no, that's really good. Now, if someone is listening and they say, wow, I really want to support Pam over in Africa, how can they do that? I, You can find me on um, the internet www.agmd.org slash you slash Pam Austin. And um, hopefully we'll have that up on the, the website somewhere so that can be be found because I know that's kind of kind of long. Yeah, and um, I can I can make sure that yeah. I, I attach a link to that. Mm-hmm. So that way if somebody they can either just because you have not only monthly support, but then you have a cash budget, right. correct? So right. if an emergency so happens, you yep, can fly there's back opportunities home. for both. And then I also people wanted to connect with me personally, email is Pam Sue at hotmail.com. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I do right now during this season, um, I'm doing painting parties. You know, you've seen that where people bring in paintings and mm-hmm. and bring in their, you know, somebody brings the canvas and the paint and all of that. And then you show up and you can learn how to paint something. And, and they just can a great also way to purchase connect. some of your paintings. Yes. Correct? Yes. I am on Redbubble and my Redbubble. Redbubble. And do I sound very name? unhip that I don't know what Redbubble is? I, I did a lot of research. I didn't know what it was until I did research. Um, yeah. So Redbubble does, there's a lot of different artists and they upload their um, artwork and then the people so, can go on and order things like phone covers and purses. So it's like Etsy for art. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and so you can, I don't have to like print and have 10 copies of this to sell. You go individually and say, I want this. And then they will print it for you at that time. So okay. yeah, it's a great little And on those funds go directly. They to go direct your- to my cash budget. Um, most of my painting uh, during COVID, I actually got really inspired to do a lot. I call it my rabbi series. Mm-hmm. And it's just a series of just stories from the gospel of Jesus doing different things. And one of my favorites is Jesus at the well with the um, Samaritan woman. And um, another one where Jesus, where the woman that's reaching for the hem mm-hmm. of Jesus garment. And they're just stories that, that meant a lot to me. And during that season, you know, we're home alone a lot more. And I was watching the chosen. If you haven't watched the chosen, watch the chosen. <laughs> and, and during that season, these, these are just inspired and it's very different from my normal style, but I'm loving that they, they just, they were very therapeutic for me during that time. You know, something that you brought up, you're talking about the woman who touched the, the garment mm-hmm. of Jesus or the hem of Jesus's garment. Yeah. 
I, when I look back, Jesus is very pro woman, mm-hmm. but even whether it's male or female, he also, you see him ministering to those that aren't, that are not just married, but also to those that are single. Like I mm-hmm. never, I guess I never really thought about it, but I don't think that woman was even married. Scripture doesn't say, it doesn't say if she no. was married or not. Mm-hmm. And she was bleeding for 12 years. So mm-hmm. she might not have been because you were considered unclean. So mm-hmm. she probably was single, but here you have Jesus who reached out and not only ministered to men and women, but he ministered to those who were married and single. And just as a reminder to those that are listening, you are valuable, whether you are single or whether you are married, we have that in our head that we have Mm -hmm. to be married in order to have some sort of value. But then is that going to be enough when you will get married? Now, is it going to be, well, I need to be a parent to be valuable. Mm -hmm. Now, do I need to have a specific career to be valuable? No, you are valuable because of Jesus and what he did for you on the cross, no matter what your life Mm -hmm. looks like. Well, thank you, Pam. I'm going to make sure that I put those links uh, in the post. And I just appreciate you being here and just sharing your story with us and just reminding us of our value in Christ. And no matter whether we're single or married or parents or not, that Mm -hmm. God can use us in our uniqueness. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you once again for joining Pam and I on episode four of the Unique on Purpose podcast. Don't forget to share, download, and subscribe. And remember, you were created unique on purpose. You are loved. And because of Christ, you have been made worthy. I will see you next time.